Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 162. Hi, how are you? Well, it's 6 p.m. here at night (laughs) Uh, and we're doing an after hours special. Uh, Don't worry, it will still be totally PG. Uh, But I am recording a few podcasts after hours so I don't harm construction workers. Um, (laughs) It's been a big couple of years of construction across the road uh, and it was a big week last week. Uh, We had a bit of a meltdown on Wednesday. Wednesdays are my full podcast recording days. Um, And Hank wouldn't settle and the construction was out of control. Uh, So here we are. Here we are at 6 p.m. And we're going to spend some solo time together. When I was thinking about doing a few podcasts after hours, I was thinking about how I didn't want to do it. (laughs) Uh, You know, to be honest, right now, I would rather be laying on the rug, drinking tea and watching Sex and the City. But I'm not because I do podcasts. And I want podcasts to come out for you twice a week. And that's my vision. And so what that means is that even when I don't feel like it, because I have a system in place and I have a very clear vision, I have to show up and I have to do the work. And that's the way that it is. And that is why... We need structure and systems and organization because sometimes we don't want to show up and we don't want to do it. We don't feel like it. And I remember, and I am going to paraphrase this because I don't remember the exact quote and I should have um, whacked it in my notes here, but I didn't. Seth Godin He does talk about, so Seth Godin is quite a famous marketer. Uh, He writes a daily blog, has done it for years and years and years. And he talks a lot about um, integrity and impeccability. But one thing that he talks about is that we can't leave our work or our training. (laughs) He doesn't talk about training, but... This is what I talk about with my warrior women. We can't leave it up to how we feel (laughs) because half the time, 50% of the time, we aren't going to feel like doing it. And I want to tell you a little bit of a story uh, that came up on a live coaching call the other day. We were talking about... um, training. It was just an open Q&A part of the call. So we do these live coaching calls 
and we'll have like a check-in, a prompt, and then we'll talk about like a focus topic or theme for the month. And then the second half of the call is just a live Q&A call with me. And one of the warriors asked, she had missed her fourth training day the previous week and she was feeling really guilty about it. Uh, And she asked me, how do I know when I truly need to rest or when it's just my mind telling me that I don't feel like doing it. And I want to talk about that for a second uh, because, and we can look at many things in life. So for me tonight, it was, I didn't feel like recording this podcast, but I have a system for podcasts. I knew the topic I wanted to talk about. And so that makes it way more efficient. And even when I don't feel like it, I can show up and I can do the work. Also, I have the energy to do it. Uh, Today, I ate lots of food. I I ate enough food. I've trained. I've walked my dog. Uh, I got some sunshine. And so I've got the energy. I've got the system or the plan. And then it's up to me to show up and do the work. But let's talk about it from the perspective of our training. So a lot of the women that I work with, they have a hard time listening and trusting their body, uh, especially when it comes to taking rest days, needing rest. Uh, And so this warrior, she was feeling really burnt out, uh, feeling a little overwhelmed, and she felt like she was getting sick. But her mind couldn't let go of the fact that she missed the fourth day. Couldn't shake it. And she just felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And so her question is such a cool question. Well, how do I know that I really need to rest. And it's not just my mind saying, "Uh, uh, Amy, I don't really feel like it. (laughs) So one uh, thing that we spoke about on the call that I coached her on was that we can look for evidence. Evidence is a cool word for data collection. So I asked her, what evidence did you have that indicated to you that the body needed a rest? And she started to go through all of her evidence. So we've got this evidence box, all right? So imagine this box and to help us understand our body better, to help us understand if training is working for us, to help us understand if we're recovering, if we need a rest day, we can look for evidence. And so she listed off some pieces of evidence. She was more irritable. Her tolerance to stress was lower. She was moody. Her energy was lower. She was on the last few days of her cycle. Uh, She had this, you know, when you have that bone tired feeling like that, you know, that weary nervous system fatigue feeling. 
she had that. And then she mentioned a few other things. And I said to her, well, that's quite the amount of evidence that you've got there. This helps the mind because the mind is going to stay in the story of you should train. You're always going to be this way if you don't train. Um, And it can go on and on and on. All of the unhelpful stories that it's going to tell you. But if we can gather some evidence, some data, and this is why we look at health markers a lot inside of Warrior School, because we can use those health markers, those data points, that biofeedback for evidence to tell us if what we're doing is working for us or not. So this warrior had this pile of evidence. Her evidence box was overflowing And I asked her, I'm like, do you think that that is enough evidence there that warrants you taking a rest day? And she said, yes. (laughs) So if you really struggle to listen to the body, to trust your body, uh, because sometimes we cannot feel like it. And then I always invite my warriors to show up to the practice and be really curious. So what happens is the mind loves to predict. It likes to think it knows how it's going to go. This training session is going to be shit because I didn't sleep great. This squat is going to feel shit because I know I did say it was going to be PG. So I'm so sorry for swearing a little bit. Uh, This squat is going to feel crap because my hip feels a little off. The mind loves to predict. It's doing that based on past evidence. So in the past, if you had a crappy sleep and then you trained and the training didn't go well, the mind is going to file that away as evidence. So when I invite my warriors to show up to their practice, even when they don't feel like it, we need to be mindful that they're going to have a story in their head. The mind is going to tell them certain things based on evidence from their past. And what can really help with this is coming at it with curiosity. We just, we want to be curious I didn't sleep that great last night. Okay, I'm just going to show up to the practice and I'm just going to see what the body can do. I'm going to see how it feels. I'm just going to get curious. And sometimes we're going to do the session and it's going to feel great. Sometimes we're going to start the session and it's not going to feel great. And we need to have the humility to be able to walk away. You can walk away from a session or you can modify that session based on what's going on in the body. But we need to come at our practice with curiosity. So tonight, when I was getting myself ready to record the podcast, a thought came into my mind of like, you're going to get on there and you're going to start recording and 
you're going to be really tired and you're not, you'll forget all of your words. You'll forget what you're talking about. Uh, it's not going to go well. That's what my mind told me. But I paused and I thought, huh, you know what? I'm just going to show up. I'm going to step up to the desk, step up to the mic, and I'm going to start recording a podcast. And I'm just going to be curious around what happens. It could work. It could feel good. And so far, so good. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, so far, so good. So when the warrior asks this question, how do I know when I should take a rest? How do I truly know? Okay, well, we, we're going to look for evidence. So we're going to go into our, uh, our health markers. So what is your energy doing? What's your sleep doing? Your appetite, your mood, your resiliency to stress. Uh, where are you in your cycle? Uh, how was your food? the day before or the day of, you know, we want, this is why we collect data. And so if we're seeing a lot of oranges or a lot of reds in our health markers, okay, we just want to be cautious and we have a couple of options. You know, we can show up to the practice and we can be curious and we can see how it goes. We could modify it or we could walk away or we could make the choice to, take a rest day. See, I believe that we truly know when we need to rest. I believe it. It's in there. It's just that the voices in our mind are sometimes louder. The stories that we tell ourselves, very unhelpful and often louder than that intuition inside of us. And so what helps build trust is to look for evidence collect evidence, see patterns, and then they can help you in future practices. So that's something that was just on my mind. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're actually going to talk about a topic that we did inside of Warrior School a week or so ago. And that was on why filming your training is a powerful tool. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. And I guess we could kind of spin it back into what we were just talking about. Filming is evidence. The way something feels can be very different from the way that it looks. So if we can 
collect evidence, well, then that can help us. But we'll we'll dive into that. So it was a really cool call. I think it's a really powerful tool. And I wanted to jump on and just record a short podcast talking to you about why filming your training is a powerful tool, why it will help you progress, get stronger, lift better, lift more. I have written in a training diary and filmed my training for over a decade, a long time. Actually, when I was preparing for the call for Inside Warrior School, I went back to my old training page. I've been doing that a bit lately uh, for a bit of story and a bit of content, but I found so many of my old training videos. Uh, So I've been doing it for a very long time. And my training diary and my filming are very powerful tools for my training practice. They have taught me a lot, taught me a lot about technique, uh, about patterns, uh, progress. So I think I have, it must be hundreds of training diaries and I would have thousands of videos of me lifting and training, which is pretty cool. So I really want to discuss how to best use filming to help you get more out of your training. And we can talk about how to maximize the benefits and then avoid potential drawbacks to filming. Uh, But the first thing that I want to talk about is why you should film your training. So what we need to consider is when using video and filming our training, what is the purpose of that? Why are we doing it? Are we doing it to provide a coach who is remote? So we're working with online. So all of my warriors, it's uh, warrior school is an online coaching program. All my warriors are on their own individualized programs. And so they have their own training platform, their training app, and they have their program there. They write notes, they send me videos. So the purpose of them filming their training is to provide me the feedback, me the video, so then I can give them feedback so they can improve their lifting, so we can progress in their training. Are you doing it for your own technique analysis? And that's something that we'll talk about today. So one of the things that we spoke about in the live call And what the warriors are doing in the warrior queen challenge is that I'm teaching them how to analyze their own training. So what I ask them to do is actually give me feedback after they watch their video on what they think that they could work on or improve. So that's the second one. It could be for your own analysis. Or, you know, for myself, it's getting some content for social media. Um, When I was lifting, you know, it was capturing certain lifts and then I could compare, you know, those lifts um, side by side to look at the bar path. So there was an analysis piece there. So that's the first thing to consider. Why am I filming? Now, there are four key 
I think key points or key benefits uh, to filming your training. The first one is video shows you what is, not how you feel. And this has come up quite a lot over the last few weeks uh, inside of Warrior School in the Warrior Queen Challenge. Actually, at the start of the call the other week, I asked the Warriors, what's the hard part or the challenge when it comes to filming your training? And I think 90% of them said they don't like seeing themselves on video. About 60 or 70% of them said that they actually don't watch the video. They just send it off to me. And then there was a small percentage that said they've now started to watch the video. Uh, And so that can be a really big challenge or a hard part is that we actually don't like to see ourselves on film on camera Uh, but and it's kind of like you know a lot of people don't like the sound of the voice when they record something Uh, very similar and the only way that you can move through that is just by doing it (laughs) Uh, so video shows you what is not how you feel and I was actually on a call with a warrior today and she was talking about how one of her movements just didn't feel great. Uh, And we were were talking through it, but then together we watched the video that she sent me. And it actually looks technically really great. And it just didn't feel that great, which is, you know, it can happen. Yeah, when we're starting a new movement or we're trying to implement a certain technique, Sometimes it just feels funky, just feels wacky. It doesn't mean that we're doing it wrong. It just means that the mind-muscle connection might not be there. The pattern's not laid down. Also, when we start to push towards our, like our technical max, uh, it's going to feel a little bit off, yeah? But that's how we get stronger. It's not going to be technically perfect. So the video will show you what is. Uh, and sometimes there is a big gap between how you feel and what the video shows. And that can go either way. You know, sometimes you think that it feels okay. And then you watch the video and you're like, Ooh, I've got a little bit of work to do there. It actually doesn't look that great. Or we could flip it the other way. Doesn't feel that great. Watch the video. Actually, technically I am hitting all of the cues that I need to hit on the squat or the RDL. So that's the the first benefit is that it it shows you what is. It gives you evidence. Um, I was on a call yesterday with a warrior and she's just started to do a little bit of tracking. Now she comes from a very heavy dieting, disordered eating, eating disorder background. And she had to step away from any kind of objective data for a really long time. But we're together exploring this idea of taking off some mental load and knowing exactly what's going on. And this is a really big thing for women uh, that are in the healing space, like the pro-metabolic space um, that have come from an eating disorder background. There's a lot of fear around tracking and logging their food 
But what happens is that they spend so much time thinking about if they're eating enough or if they've got enough protein or are they balancing their meals right or the mental load that they take on when we could actually just do a little bit of tracking and then we'll truly know what's actually going on. (laughs) It's the same with our training. You know, we can be going in our training, it can be feeling crap, but if we just video it, well, then we get the immediate feedback, we get the immediate evidence, and it's going to show exactly what's actually happening. The second one is that it helps you get feedback from others. So if you are working with a coach remotely, uh, it is such a powerful tool. You know, I highly pressure, (laughs) no, I highly invite all of my warrior women to film their training. Now, not every session, every movement, they could if they wanted to, but, you know, we have a bit of a strategy when it comes to filming, which I'll talk about in a second. But I often say to them when they start working with me, the more data you can give me, the more I can help you. So the more notes you write in your training app, the more videos you send me, the more I can help you, the more I can help you, the faster you can progress in your training. The third benefit is that video is a record of your progress over time. Uh, So often we forget where we've come from. Uh, And we're just so focused on getting to where we want to be and lifting that weight or changing the body or we forget that, hey, actually, I couldn't even do a wall split squat with my own body weight. And now I have 30 pound dumbbells in my hands and I'm doing Bulgarian split squats. Or, for example, Leah couldn't even squat with a barbell when she started and she did an eight rep max at 120 pounds the other day. Uh, And so when we keep a training diary, when we record and film our training, we have this record, we have this evidence of our progress. And so when we're feeling uh, frustrated by the journey, and we will, Oh, we will. When we feel like we're not making progress, when something feels hard, you know, we can go back and we can look at where we started. A lot of the women, when they start in warrior school, you know, we go right back and we rebuild the body from the ground up, which means they do a lot of body weight strength training, a lot of mobility training. And that kicks their ass. It's really hard. The quality I demand um, from them is, it's very hard. But, and that's why I'm notoriously known for taking the long way home. Look, yeah, for sure, it's probably going to be a bit quicker if we jump on a machine and we build a bit of quad strength on the machine. But I don't believe there's any beauty and grace in that. I'm not saying that it's not helpful. Machines are very helpful to build a bit of strength and stability, but The way I was taught was we need to learn to control our own body before we add external things to it. And that's a big philosophy that I carry through my work. So all of these women that I work with, they start with bodyweight strength training. Now they're into lifting heavy weights. 
squatting heavy, deadlifting heavy, doing single leg split squats heavy. And they couldn't even do that with their own body weight when they started. And a year later, they've got these heavy weights in their hand. It's so cool, which ties me into the fourth one, that filming your training is a motivational tool. It really is, because when you can see your progress over time, that motivates you to keep going. That's why progress pictures work, you know, for uh, fitness professionals or coaches or, you know, people that have, you know, their, their business and they're selling training or nutrition, a lot of the time you're going to see progress pictures because that's very motivational. It's very inspiring. Uh, It's a very cool sales tactic or tool, I guess. Uh, And so, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's really motivational. You know, when you see a picture of yourself and you looked one way and then you see a picture of yourself and you look a different way, like for example, one of my warriors wrote to me yesterday morning and she had screenshotted herself uh, like front on as she was going to set up for a barbell back squat, two screenshots, and she looked very different in the pictures. And that was a motivational tool. She was really chuffed with it. She was really proud of herself. And like I always say, it's okay to want to change your body composition. It's okay to want to build muscle. It's okay to want to lose fat. It's okay to want to feel better in your body. You know, just don't let the culture tell you how you have to look to feel great. But she was really inspired and it's motivated her to keep going and keep pushing. She was excited to see what she was capable of over the next, you know, nine weeks in the challenge and then this year. So that's the third and the fourth one. Record it because it will show you your progress over time and that helps motivate you to keep going. All right, so the next part that we spoke about was how you should film your lifts. You know, there's a bit of um, a strategy behind it that I teach my women in warrior school. So the main thing with filming uh, your lifts or your training is that you really want to get your whole body in the frame. (laughs) Uh, And I've been sent some pretty epic training videos where I just get like an ankle or a shin and I can't see much of you know what's going on with the whole body although if some of my warriors send me kind of like a fraction of their body and because I've been doing it for so long and I've watched so many people train I can I can pretty much pick up what's going on but every coach (laughs) would prefer you to get your whole body in the frame Uh, And to do that, sometimes we need to use a horizontal angle on the camera. So we need to flip it to that landscape setting. The vertical won't pick up uh, everything all of the time. But I totally get that maybe a lot of you train in a gym and that filming feels a little awkward, uh, that sometimes you don't have a lot of space And so a vertical angle close up feels better. And what I'll say to that is our video is better than no video. But if you can, over time, try and build your confidence to use the camera more, uh, to take up a little bit more space and to film your whole body. 
at a horizontal angle on a 45 degree angle from about hip height is usually the best place to start. (laughs) Okay, let me say that again. So we want to grab our phone. If we don't have a lot of space, we're going to film on a vertical angle. So the phone upright a little bit closer and we'll get the main body part working in the frame. Have it forward facing so you can see what's in the frame. Uh, If we have some more space, we're going to try and get the whole body in the frame. We're going to flip it on its side, the, the camera. And we're going to go horizontal and then we're going to try and film from a 45 degree angle. Just filming front on or just filming side on, we can't see everything as a coach. At a 45, it hits the body perfectly where I can see front on. So I can see your stance. I can see your knees. uh, I can see your hips. I can see your shoulder and spine position. So if you can, a 45 degree angle. Now, what I tell my women in warrior school is that if you can't, give me a front and give me a side view, two separate videos. But that will give me the best visual uh, for what's going on in the movement. Now, you could use a tripod, but I don't. I just use a drink bottle. I was actually setting up my drink bottle and my filming the other day in the gym. And I set it up and I didn't have it forward facing. for sometimes forward facing, the quality is not as good. So if I'm going to use it for social media, I try and put it, you know, facing away so you can't see the frame for the quality. So I did uh, my set and I was like way out of frame. <laughs> I know I've been doing it a long time, but sometimes I screw it up. I didn't have enough room to put it on a horizontal angle. So it was on a vertical angle and I had cut half myself out. So I set it up again. And it was really cool. This female came over to me and she's like, do you want me to film your set for you? And I was like, no, it's cool. I, you know, I'm so used to just setting my, my phone up on a drink bottle uh, and just rolling with that because I've done it for so long. So if you can uh, try and set it up on hip height, that's usually the best place to start. So a box, the bench, uh, And that will give us the best viewpoint so we can help you. Okay. What I also tell my warriors is that you don't need to film every movement, every session, every week. I have one-on-one individualized coaching sessions with my warriors. And often a lot of them are very focused on training. So we actually do sessions together. So I get to see them move a lot. Uh, We get to work on technique, uh, but in between those coaching sessions, they film. And then what I'll invite them to do is if they don't feel right in a movement, uh, if something feels a bit off, a bit wacky technically, or, you know, they're feeling maybe their knee or their hip, uh, I'll get them to film that movement, uh, something, you know, a movement that they need feedback on. The uh, Warrior Queen Challenge that we're doing, what we're doing is focusing on the squat, the deadlift, and the pull-up. So, for example, in the first few weeks, they had to work up to an 8RM max and then do two sets at um, less 10% weight of their 8RM max for the day. So I asked to see their 8RM max because that is 
their top set. Uh, and then I wanted to see the second set of their three by eight, which would have been the first set of their reduced weight. So when I was Olympic weightlifting and say we would do really high sets, so high volume. So say I did a clean and jerk, like a 10 by one, I would film the fourth and fifth set for my coach because the first few sets, you're just warming up into the movement. And then the last few sets, you're starting to get a bit tired. So we want to go like smack bang in the middle. If you're doing lower sets, so you're doing like a three by eight, I'll get my warriors to film the second set. If you're doing a max, you want to film the max. And then if you're doing some sets after that, I want to see the second set in that because you'll be warmed up. The body will be connected from a neurological perspective. Uh, and then you're not too tired. That technique is breaking down. All right. So then the next thing that we spoke about was, do we watch our videos in between sets? Because this could be a downfall of the flow of the training. And also the filming can create a bit of friction at the start. So when the warriors start training inside of warrior school, we don't focus on filming for the first month or so. What's important is that they show up to their practice, they follow their program, and then they just write some notes. Because adding filming on top of it, it's just another layer. Okay, so if you're trying to get back into your training practice or you've just started training again and you're trying to get consistency, don't worry about filming. Just worry about showing up to the practice consistently and writing notes. If you've been doing it for a while, you've got a great rhythm and you're not filming, start filming. All right, so the reason why it creates a bit of friction is because it can disrupt the flow of the training. So those of you that train from home, if you play your music through your phone and then you're filming, it's going to stop the music. Uh, it can take you out of the app that you're in, that you're looking at for your programming. So it can disrupt the flow of the training session. However, the more efficient that you become at it. And if they're, you know, for example, put a external source of music on, put it through your iPad or through your computer. Or if you're at a gym, you know, they've got music going on there that you can listen to. Uh, use the tips that I went through today. Uh, practice at home if you're going to do it at a gym. So you feel a bit more efficient with it. It doesn't take a lot of time uh, once you've got a rhythm with it, to set it up, film the set, and then it's really up to you whether or not you want to watch it in between your sets or you want to wait until you finish your entire training session and then go back and review your videos or send them off to your coach. For myself, I actually watch my videos in between my sets. Uh, I got into this habit when I was Olympic weightlifting because... Uh, we generally focus on a particular technical cue uh, in the session. And so then I would watch the lift back in slow motion to see if I was executing that cue or I would find something that potentially I wasn't doing and use it as a cue as well in my next set. So for example, 
you know, when I'm filming my squats and then I watch it in between my sets, I'm doing an analysis of my squat. I'm looking for particular things to see how the squat went. Remember, the video can show you something very different to how it feels. Um, and so on our coaching call, I invited my warriors uh, over the next couple of weeks to actually watch their videos in between their sets. You know, when they're doing their strength stuff, they're resting for at least two minutes, heaps of time to watch your video. And then we're looking at some key things within that video. And that kind of brings us into how to analyze your lifts or your training, uh, which we'll talk about in a second in the third part. So I want you to try both. I want you to try watching your videos in between your sets to see how they went. It could give you a cue to focus on for your next set, which might help it feel better or stronger. Uh, and then or you could just watch all your videos after you finish training, review them uh, and then send them away. Another thing that we love, we being coaches, is that if you can trim them, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, especially if you need to upload them to an app, it can take a long time, so trim them. And if you're having trouble uploading all your videos to the app, what I ask my warriors to do is if they're doing things unilaterally, so single leg split squats, one-sided, that they can just film 30 seconds of each side. I can see everything that I need to see within the first 30 seconds. Uh, if they're doing a whole set of squats, like eight reps, I want to see the whole eight reps. Then you can give yourself feedback. You know, you can start to analyze your lifts and see what you want to work on for the next session. So for my warriors, they write it in their notes section, uh, what they think that they could work on or what they think happened. Uh, and then I give them my feedback and then we pop that uh, in their training for their next session. So how do we analyze our lifts? Well, it takes lots of practice. Um, so start filming yourself. But basically... We're looking for main cues. So for example, when we're focusing on the squat, there's a few things that we want to focus on. We want to execute. We want the uh, quads and knees to travel forward. We want the weight to be even through the foot. We want the torso and the chest to remain upright, especially out of the bottom. We don't want the chest to fall forward. We don't want the bum to wink under, so to be pulled under. We don't want the knees to cave in. Uh, there are certain, we're looking for the range of motion and the control. And so you'll have something that you're working on in your squat. And when you film yourself doing the squat, that's what you're analyzing. So for example, some of my women, they're really trying to work on their range of motion. So their depth. So when they film their squat, that's what they're looking for. Did I hit the range of motion? Others are looking for uh, if their hip shot up, their bum shot up out of the bottom and their chest uh, fell forward. So that's super common, especially if we're doing heavier weight or we're pausing in the bottom. What's going to happen is that the chest is going to fall forward and the bum's going to shoot up. So 
that's what we can look for. We can analyze our squat to see, did my bum shoot up and my chest fall forward? And then from that, we can give ourselves a cue of vagina forward, push the shoulders back up into the bar or eyes to the roof. Bringing your eye line to the roof will lift your head, which will help lift your shoulders and your mids back, your spine, your T-spine, which will help you keep a more upright torso. So then we can go into the next set and we can hold that cue, vagina forward, shoulders back up into the bar, eyes up. And that's going to help us in that next set. For the deadlift, you know, we're looking for, are my shoulders or my armpits into my back pockets through the entire lift? Did I lose it? Uh, And so maybe sometimes it feels like we're losing armpits into back pockets, but then on the video, it actually looks pretty good or vice versa. And so, or we could be looking at our feet and maybe our toes are coming up, which means that you know, the weight's not even through the foot, so we're not connected properly through the hamstrings and through the glutes. So if you're working with a coach, you, you'll you be working on technique and you'll be working on a particular cue. Uh, and so when you film, you can sit down and analyze your lifts based on what you're working for. So what you're looking for are those key cues, you know, range of motion, control, In the squat, it's what's the spine doing? What are the hips doing? In the deadlift, it's where's the weight in the foot? Are my hips going back? Are my shoulders into back pockets? For my pull-up, you know, do I pull through my active hang? Am I engaging my back muscles? And then we just want to do that over and over and over again. We're going to film, analyze, take what we see, try and implement it implement it into the next set or the next session and that's how we get strong that's how we get really good at lifting that's how our coach can help us more okay okay warrior friends that's it so try filming your training this week and see what you learn from doing that all right It was so good to spend some time with you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.